You're listening to The Sideline Story, the platform for all rugby league identities to voice their journey, their sideline story. Welcome to episode 22 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Tassoni, and join with me on the panel in the virtual studio once again are my co-hosts, Guild1Nick and underscore Clark underscore IE. How are we, please? <laughs> who's this Who's this clucky guy? Hey, welcome back, Ryan. Who's Ryan? You. You are Ryan. No, 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 Paul Gallen. Why are you Paul Gallen? I don't know. I was listening to the episode last week that I missed, and um, he's kept talking about Paul Gallen had these suggestions about eradicating the dive, and that was to take the person off with a HIA. What are you talking about? I've been suggesting it <laughs> since I think episode one, mm-hmm. and you give me no credit at all. And you kept talking about Paul Gallen said this. You know, Paul, you know Paul what? Gallen, Paul Gallen you know suggests. What? Why? Because you were there, mate. <laughs> I was you listening to it. I'm you, like, you, I'm you like, let us, you let us down, mate. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't there. I'm not there for one episode, and I'm like, they've forgotten me. I'm like, hey, they keep talking about Paul Gallen. I'm like, I understand Paul Gallen's got probably more credentials than me, but Jesus Christ, I've been suggesting mate, it since round one. Clarky, this is going to sound how harsh, but mate, no excuses, mate. You weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? If it makes you feel better. Hey, Clarky, yeah. you, you came up with it. How's it sound? Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Good on you. Welcome back, by the way. It's good to be <laughs> back. You know what? Hey, more consolation. The ratings weren't as good without you there. How's that sound? It does sound good. Everyone's like, where was Ryan? Started crying and everything. So... <laughs> and Guilty, uh, how are you? Is that true, what you just said? What? About the ratings? Yeah, they're not as good without him. Or are you, or are you trying to make him feel better? Uh, <laughs> no, I've got access to the legit. ratings. The ratings are good. Surely <laughs> there's another there's another reason. Surely, yeah, it's a no, long way. It's because you're a good looking fella, Ryan. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good. Uh, no, that's good. Zoom, zoom today. Yeah, how bad is mate, it, mate? Lucky I'm on the lucky we're doing the zooms because picked up some picked up some fresh brews from Rusty Penny and I'm on, and I'm on. The Penny Ooh, from Rusty Penny. Oh, what is it? It's an IPA. It's an IPA made at seven point two percent. two point one standard drink. So, um, yeah. Let's see how many Clarky, of those I have. I, I Clarky, do have to go pick up the kids. Mate, you're lucky. We're on Zoom, mate. We don't. <laughs> we don't get any. I know. Just send us one via email, please. Uh, there's yeah. a no, there's a there's a lot of beer here. I don't. I can't. I can't guarantee it's all going to come back. Hey, look, next week we're back on together in the cottage, more than likely, and we're going to get lit off that IPA, 7.2. Yes. yes. 
On that note, shout out to our beer sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, the boys over in Western Sydney. Thank you very much for sponsoring the podcast. And we are sponsoring you back because you are champions over there. So please give them a follow by clicking the link in our biography on Instagram, Facebook, or the timestamp description in our episodes. And to keep up to date um, with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Silent Story Rugby League Podcast. Yes, Clarky. Sorry. So a couple more things from last week. <clears throat> the question was put to Gilby about whether Cameron Munster's the grub or not. What do I say? I'm not even going to give my opinion on that. But how does someone who – how do you kick someone twice, whether it's a kick or a shin, mm. and get fined both times? I agree. So I think I said I think I said he's got to look, he's he's skating too close to the wind and they've got to do something about it. That's, yeah, that's what I yeah. That. Oh, yeah. That, that's that's on him. The NRL, the NRL can get their shit together. Hmm. Yeah. Mate, he needed to be suspended. There is no way you should kick someone. The, the the first one should have been a suspension. Yeah. So then he does it a second time. There has to be loading. Like, hmm. and when the, was the first one? What was the first one? In origin. origin. At Lee Ma- on Lee Martin. Second? What was the second one? Uh, I forget who he game. kicked. But it, was, it was for the storm. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't remember that one. Yeah, didn't say. And, mate, that um, Isaiah Papali, we, mate, we all love him on this. We all love him on the show. Direct, deliberate contact to the head. That yeah. knee to, was it Nofaluma? Yeah, uh, no, nah, it was Joey Lolua. Yeah, mate, that was a send off. That was a send off in the seventies. Not, yeah, not to mention mate, with the supposed crackdown. Mate, that was in res- just on that. He, you're right, hundred percent should have been a send off. If it had been a send off, wouldn't have blinked. Mate, that was in response to something one of the Tigers players did, which also should have been a send off. Though, so yeah, which makes it more of a send off because it's more deliberate. Yep. yep. <laughs> what else do we mean? Anyway, anyway, no, that was it, mate. That was it. Oh, good. <laughs> I had my Paul, I've had my Paul Gallon joke written down for a week now. I thought I executed it well. No, nah, nah, you didn't. You're not a comedian, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Well, back. I can feel it with those jokes, Clarky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, boys, another cracking lineup today. Sideline story goes around the grounds, giving our English Super League Round 10 wrap-up. Also delving into the England versus combined All-Stars match, as well as the resurrection of French Rugby League. No more North American Rugby League, boys. It's gone. It's gone till next year, so we can't talk about it anymore. In the middle of the show, we give our weekly in-depth NRL recap, with round 15 being the final round before the rep round break. The back end of the show will be our bunker review segment presented by Rusty Penny Brewing Company, where this week we talk about the ramifications of the six-again rule, accidental head highs, Craig Gower and the boycott of his 2003 Dalian medal and currently Beal in the NRL. But today, we will begin our episode with the lineups for State of Origin Game 2. Played this Sunday at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane during rip round. The Maroons will be looking to redeem their 50-6 loss to the Blues at their second home game in a row for the series. Paul Green this morning... Named a 19-man lineup, unlike the squad that he named in the first game, uh, with five changes from game one and two debutants, one being a seven-game NRL player. So let's go through it, boys. 
in the number one jersey on debut. And he's what will be his eighth senior rugby league game. Reese Walsh moving Valentine Holmes to the number two jersey at the expense of Ponga and Brimson, who were injured. Uh, Valentine Holmes moves there at the expense of Coates, who's been dropped from game one. In the number three and four jersey, Kurt Capewell, Dan Gagai. Number five, Cole Felt. They've all retained their jerseys. In the halves, Cameron Munster at six. Daly Cherians at seven. They've remained in their spots. Christian Welch, number eight. He's retained his spot after being injured with concussion in that game. In the number nine jersey, Andrew McCulloch returns as Harry Grant has injured his hamstring. Lots of movement. Harry Grant? Oh, I did. Harry Grant. <laughs> I did. In the, uh, from 10 to 13, multiple changes. Josh Papali returns in number 10. That, move ten, that moves Tino Fa'asua Malawi to the lock position in number 13. Jai Arrow goes to 11 after being at lock in game one. Felice Kafusi moves from 11 to 12 on the right edge. Dave Fafita moves from the starting lineup to the bench, along with Mo Fodawaka. The return of Ben Hunt at the expense of AJ Brimson, again, because he's out for an injury. And Francis Molo from the Cowboys is debuting in number 17 jersey with Joe Offhengawi and Jaden Seward dropped. Cohen Hess and Ronaldo Mulatalo are named as 18th and 19th men, respectively. Boys, lots of changes. I think Queensland have chucked a New South Wales of old with the amount of changes that they've made. But changes that some needed to be made, some were a necessity, and some are a bit baffling. At the end of the day, they've um, they brought Papa Lee back in. He would have been there in game one if he wasn't suspended. Um, AJ Brimson's injured. So, yep. they so haven't ben, really, ben, Hunt, ben Hunt's got to be there. Yeah, they haven't really made... They probably haven't, they haven't made enough changes, but they can't make too many because there's no one to pick. Yeah. Mate, Molo, Molo's rubbish. He's coming off the bench for North Queensland, playing not mate, many minutes. Mate, he played tw- he, really well. he, Francis Molo played 22 minutes off the bench against the Sharks on yeah. the weekend. Mate, that's a poor Jared green pick. Jared Wallace has been playing really well, and that's a shame. Jared shit Wallace 100% deserves to be there. Mm. Yep. I bench, thought he would have been there game one. Yep. Um, look, man, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if Queensland... If Xavier Coates has been dropped because he's out of form, they're idiots. Because he was one of their best backs. It's, Mate, a, not it's just, surprising. Not just, one of, not just one of the best backs. Did you... Well, I'm sure we'll get to it, but let's just talk about it now because it's topical. Did you see the effort that he put in? Yeah, that tri-saver. Mate, that was incredible. Like that is that is origin, that is origin type effort in a guess, club game against Dangagai at the Rabbitohs, right? Against Dangagai, where mate, the game was—I can't remember where it was in the game, but I dare say the game was over. Like that's the no, kind no, of no. effort. It was. It was twelve nil. It was early. But but in, okay. in saying that, man, on top of that, man, he he did a lot of hit ups in that first Origin game, and he got smashed, but he just kept taking the ball up, and that's Origin. Carl mm. Felt didn't do any of that. Mm. Yeah, mate. It's yeah, it... Paul Gray. I don't know who who's he going to bring in. I'm surprised he hasn't brought in Jake Granville and um, who else? Who else qualifies? Jarvid. I'm surprised he didn't bring in your boy Jarvid Bowen, mate, because he's just picking all these old cowboys, all these old cowboys players. 
which in itself is quite strange because it wasn't the whole story that they, the reason they sacked him is because he lost the change room. Like, <laughs> the players didn't like him anymore, and then he's go, he goes and picks him for Queensland. Yeah, Reese Walsh, what do you think? You think he'll kill it at the back? Yep. Yep, I do. I think he's the best option. I think even, even with Brimson healthy and Ponga healthy, he wouldn't get a chance. But let's face it, those guys don't have a stranglehold on that position. It's not like when they – just say, for instance, Queensland win and Ponga comes back healthy and Brimson comes back healthy. If Queensland automatically swap again, it's going to look silly. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's got an option to stay there long term. Yeah. I think if um, Caelan Ponga and Brimson do come back, and you are right, there's no stranglehold from Queensland. If Reese Walsh plays well, ultimately if Queensland win as a result of Reese Walsh's performance, you've got to keep him in the team somehow, whether that's the wing, centre, off the bench, whatever, because I don't think they're going to persist with him regardless of the result at fullback just because... Oh. I think they'll rate Ponga and Brimson over him. Man, I disagree. I just, I just reckon that if he, if he doesn't play fullback, he doesn't make the side. Look, I'm looking at Queen. You're not going to put him on the wing because he's not big enough. He's not going to make him to the centres. He's not going to play off the bench because he plays three positions where Ben Hunt plays a lot more. Hmm. And Brimson does too. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Queensland side, and on paper, again, it looks. Formidable besides Francis Molo being picked for his debut. That one's just a little bit left field. I don't think Jaden Sua deserves to be dropped over him. And I don't think Jared Wallace deserves not to be picked over. Hey, um, Paypal just isn't fast enough in the centers, man. I don't care what they say. So who do you put there? Do you think they should have put Mulatalo in? Do you think they should have put Will Chambers in? Mate, they were talking. I think Will Chambers might have been the go because he's a good defensive centre. Um, look, he's played up against Latrell before, and yep, Latrell has been better, but he hasn't dominated Will Chambers. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's been a matchup. Now, I know Will Chambers isn't what he was, and Latrell's at his peak, but you've got to look at, I guess, on that side, who's better? Who will be better against Latrell? Gago got owned. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Watching the Sharks Cowboys game in round 15, Mulatalo. And Chambers are on the left side as winger center pairing. They got yep. bunced against Cole Felt. Bunced. Their defense yeah, right. was poor, very poor. They let two tries in on that edge towards the end at a time when you should be icing that, the game. And that one was like under six stuff. Yeah, like I'm gonna pick it up from and put it on the try uh, try line, yeah. which is like to the right. He, he stepped. He took one step. Yeah. Fair enough, man. But look. The Sharks are winning, man. They've been winning since Chambers has been back. I'm not saying he's the only reason, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like experience, experience can trump a lot of things. So I'm with you on that. Um, I think they're forward, I think Queensland's forward pack has a lot more balance. Well, Dave Fafita coming off the bench is a good idea. <laughs> Fodder Wake has been killing it. Ben Hunt for experience. You know, he had a, a ripping game against the Raiders. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so if you, had Jared, if you had Jared Wallace coming off the bench instead of Molo. I'd be a lot more worried that like that that it had because once their bench started coming on in game one, they were mm. like they were dog shit. They had nothing for Ayers and Junior. Fodawaka was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from Fodawaka, but there were three others. Yeah. Like when Jaden Zua came on, he, he made like one one good hit. That was it. Because the bloke hasn't made a, the bloke hasn't made a line break in his first grade 
career. Mm. It was a shoulder charge as well, I thought. But well, in yeah. saying that, I think I think Arrow <laughs> should be on the bench. If you put Arrow on the bench and keep David Fafita as a starter, man, he actually, if you look at his stats, he didn't actually do this too badly in Origin. I think they're going to play Dave Fafita as an impact player. But for Queensland to lose Harry Grant, that's a massive loss. Obviously, obviously we've got our wraps on him. I don't think McCulloch's going to be um, a shit replacement, but he's just not as deadly as Harry Grant. No, but their issue wasn't attack. Well, their, their issue was a lot of things in game one, but their issue was more their defence than their attack. And I think Andrew McCulloch shores up their defence. Not only that is he, you've got to remember, I know he's older, but he's just unlucky that Cameron Smith lives. Because without him being there, it's Nathan Friend versus him all day for that Queensland hooker jersey for Jake 10 Friend. years. Yeah, sorry, Jake Friend. He's played... Um... I just looked up. He's played four Origins already, McCulloch. He's played over. He's played over two hundred and fifty first grade games. Yep. He's not going to. It's not the the occasion's not going to worry him. He's just going to go out there and hey, do he what he does. Makes he makes his fifty tackles. tackles and puts the ball on the playmaker's yep. chest. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, moving on to the New South Wales Blues lineup now. Brad Fitler chucked to Queensland instead of Queensland yeah. chucking New South Wales, and he's named a twenty man squad, not a lineup. There's one, there's one omission from game one and the return of two familiar faces. Let's have a guess. I'll go through the lineup from last round and let's just say yes or no if you think they're going to be there. They're going to be retained for game two. Number one jersey, James Tedesco. Yes. yes. Number two, Brian Toto. Yes. Yes. Number three, four, five, Latrell, Turbo, Josh Adokar. No, I yes. think Campbell Graham. I think Campbell Graham will squeeze in there and Turbo will miss out. <laughs> uh, the halves: Jerome Luai in six, Nathan Cleary at seven. Yes. Mm-hmm. Number eight: Daniel Saifidi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Number number nine: Damian Cook. Yes. Now number ten is Jake Trebojevic's position. He's out with a hip jointer injury. Who's replacing him? I, I reckon you put Fanukin straight in there because he plays yeah. like Trevojevic. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Gildy. I think they, I think they want to do, they want to have as little changes as possible. And if you if you bring Paulo or Haas into the starting side, you, mm. you just, you know, I think you might lose that dynamic that was so successful in game one. I think they'll just bring Fanukin straight into the, straight into the starting pack. And he's done before. Yeah. Do you think they're going to change? Cam Murray, Tarek Sims, or Isaiah Yao from 11, 12, 13? No. Mate, Cam Murray might might get moved to the bench. It's Angus Crichton. They want Angus Crichton. Mate, Angus Crichton's a form second row of the comp. Look, I'll I'll round out the the rest of the team from game one. Jack Whiten in the 14 jumper. Junior Paulo, Payne Haas, and Liam Martin round out 15, 16, and 17. I think you boys are right about Dalfinukin. That's a, that's a great a, a great reason why you don't want to change it too much, but I believe they will probably put Tarek Sims on the bench at the expense of Liam Martin, and they're going to put Angus Crichton straight into the team. Yeah, Liam Martin's and, dropped, and who's who's um, I wouldn't say dropped, I'm miss, missing out. I think drops a bit harsh. Um, who's in the front row for you then, Dan? Oh, hold on, hold on, he dropped. He's not, he's, not, he's not the best 17. He's dropped. End of story. 
I think I think like a white man. <laughs> Here we fucking go. Dalfinuken at ten, like you boys said. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Cam Murray, Angus Crichton, Isaiah Yao, Tarek Sims takes Lee Martin's spot on the bench. I don't think Jack Whiten deserves to be there, to be honest. I think, yeah, I think Jack Whiten's versatility gets him over the line. I don't think his form at club level has justified his position there. But, you know, my, my opinion on him, I've always called him a rocks and diamonds player every single game he plays. Lately, he hasn't except been... He hasn't been grand been, final, mate. In grand finals, he goes good. But look, he, like, like I said, he, he does something really good in a game, runs something really bad in a game. Every game he plays. Lately, he hasn't been producing many diamonds. So, look, you don't want to change that too he, much. He, you put it, you leave him in the side. He, mate, he has. He scores these great tries from the left from about 20 out every single week. But then he does a knock on in his own heart. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, his yeah, problem. Yeah. yeah. I, I would leave him there for game two. If he stuffs up again, sorry, as an individual player, because I believe the Blues will win. But if he's not performing, they might have to go with a, you know, four-man bench with all forwards. No no utility. So you're saying that if the Blues win mm. and we're up 2-0 mm. and Jack White doesn't play that good, they're going to yeah. drop him for game three. Yeah. Because you, no. could, give an, you could give another person no. a go. Of course. Gonna, you already won the series. Yeah, nah. Yeah. And that's why, that's why you keep the same team, mate. Okay. All right. They're not, going to drop, they're, not going to do Queensland. they're not going to do what New South Wales have traditionally done and drop players when, they, when they're winning. You don't drop players when you're winning, man. Okay. I'm just saying, if he plays bad, why keep him? That's all. But, I mean, he's not going to get a chance to play bad. He's going to play like last week – sorry, last Origin game where he's going to get 15 minutes. And contribute he's nothing. He's going to be a little bit every, – every, he's just going to be here and there, do you know mm. what I mean, doing his job. Okay. We'll see. Boys, predictions. For this Sunday at Suncorp Stadium, Clarky, what's your prediction? New South Wales 13 plus. Um, yeah, Nathan Cleary to Nathan Cleary to come out and have an undisputed man of the match performance. Guilty? Uh, I reckon it's going to be close. That uh, it's in Queensland. When was the last time we won there? Three years ago. Last last Ever? week. <laughs> Mate, I reckon it'll be 12-10. It'll be close. Um, I reckon New South Wales will just win. I think New South Wales will win by 10. I think it'll be like like exact score will be by 10. Um, And I think Tedesco will get man of the match. Are you on a man of the match? Yeah. I say I'm going to do a smokey. Um, I reckon Damien Cook's going to have a blinder. Oh, hope go. you're right. Hope He's you're right. Due. <laughs> All right, boys, let's go around the grounds with the sideline story, starting with the English Super League round 10 wrap-up. Only one game this week, Guilty, uh, got affected by COVID as opposed to two last week, so it's not good. But game one, the seventh-placed Castleford Tigers defeat the 10th-placed Wakefield Trinity Wildcats 18-12. to the Tigers pull off an unconvincing win to get back into the winner's circle because they've just been shonky as of late. Game two, the fourth-placed Warrington Wolves. Clarky, your Wolves defeat the second-placed St. Helens Saints 6-2. to two. Oof. The 2020 Premiers, St. Helens, lose their second ESL game in a row in a very low-scoring matchup against the Wolves. 
some shit news coming out of the Warrington camp is that they're resigned to losing Greg Inglis for the rest of the season after his rehab on his hamstring has reportedly not even begun. So a failed return for the once superstar boys. It's not good. What do you mean the rehab hasn't, hasn't begun? Yeah, I can't tell you. That's the report I've read. It says it hasn't begun. So maybe, maybe they're just saying that it's not worth them doing it. Yeah. Maybe they don't know how, how to go about doing it, or that he needs to have a bit of a rest before you start rehab. Maybe you know, maybe the injury needs to heal. They reckon it's a two month, so it's a grade two if it's two months. Uh, his hamstring tear. Yeah, I reckon it's worse than what it is, and because he's older and not fit, I reckon it'll take longer than two months. And they're probably just going, yeah, nah. So the return of Inglis seems to be a flop, boys. Unfortunately, just due to injury. They need to find out what Turbo did. I know he's yeah. a lot younger, but they have to do exactly what Turbo did. Yeah. Another rumour gaining heavy, heavy, heavy momentum. As you said last week, Guilty, in regards to Gareth Widdop returning to Australia, they don't know if it will be Canberra or the Warriors. Apparently the Warriors are a bit more keen uh, because the Dragons, the St. George of the Warrior Dragons, waive their right to re-sign Widdop. So this also means... George Williams is supposedly going to replace Widdop at Warrington. Wiggins come out as of yesterday and said, yeah, look, we're not going to sign George Williams. So that means that, okay. yeah, Warrington are in the hot seat to sign George Williams and probably a better player. Game three, boys, the 11th place Southford Red Devils defeat the ninth placed Huddersfield Giants 9-8. Another low scoring game, boys. Southford win just their second game of the season. The Giants last week had their match postponed after seven players tested positive to COVID. So I'm sure that took its toll. In saying that, the Devils played nearly the whole match with a player sent off for a high shot. So gutsy win from the Red Devils. The sixth place Hull Kingston Rovers in game four defeat the third placed Wigan Warriors 18 to eight. A massive boil over here, boys, as Hull Kingston Rovers move into the top six of the competition. Their form of late has been impressive with four from the last five being wins. Wigan, however, just like St. Helens, have succumbed to their second loss of the season. Game five, Hull FC, fifth placed, defeat the 12th place Lay Centurions, 64 to 22. So that's 11 Jesus. losses in a row, zero wins for Lay Centurions. Guilty your... They played good last week, right? They did this week. They only just lost to the top team. This they week did. they still put twenty-two points on the team. So Yeah, but Dang. it's like that's like the Tigers storm. <laughs> like what happened here? Oh, there was a send-off in that match. That's the only reason the Tigers put, put points on. Yeah. Well look, Guilty, your Hull of C team won. Even though they're very yep. patchy in form, they won. So good for you. And my first placed Catalans Dragons. And the eighth place Leeds, in, Leeds Rhinos game was postponed. So Leeds Rhinos COVID cases increased from two to eight for players. And that's the second week in a row that they've missed as a result. Wigan and St. Helens losing, however, means that the Dragons remain outright first. So that's pretty good. Boys, while we're on some um, French rugby league, some real positive <coughs> signs for the revival of their code in the country. Some real progress being made. Catalan's Dragons are first in the English Super League. Toulouse are undefeated and first in championship, which is Division 2 for England. They're equal first with Featherston Rovers. The French Domestic League 
or the Elite One is what it's called there. Concluded this morning with the second place, Lezignon defeating Kakasone 16 to 12. So Kakasone have put their hand out to join League One, which is England's Division Three, in the next couple of years. So them, Ottawa Aces, which are a French-Canadian team, New York Freedom, Red Star Belgrade, and a Dublin team have all flagged their interest to join that competition. There's also the Pacific... The New York Freedom want to join that competition. So they'll well, be they, out of the American comp. Well, they were initially... Them and Ottawa were initially supposed to join League One, but then the North American Rugby League ID came along. And they went, well, we may as well do that because we're not playing... Um, we're not playing Rugby League in 2021. We're going to go to League One in 2022. But because of COVID, it keeps getting delayed. So they're like, oh, we may as well join an American League. Ottawa and New York are still looking to join England, but it just remains to be seen with this failed comp that they've, you know, so haphazardly um, put forward. But the other thing I wanted to mention, there's also a Queensland Cup team called Pacific Trey or Trey, however you want to pronounce it. So it's a it's a French Pacific Island club that wants to join the Queensland Cup in the near future as well. So France is just reviving their stance as a rugby league nation by you know dominating you know multiple leagues so it's good news it is does that good. g you up does that g you up dan it g's me up it doesn't g you yeah. up Mate, I'm not saying anything. I, I want I, I want i want there to be more leagues so i think it's good you don't know where the next great player is going to come from so exactly and no, i thought it was i thought it was jane dan up for international league yeah i, know, I knew what it was saying <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, while we're on, hey, Clarky, I know you're getting excited, but while we're on international rugby, league, I'm just excited for this weekend. <laughs> there, there's a good game this weekend. You ready? Yeah, Origin. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Dan. Just Origin, mate. Dickheads, besides Origin, you ready for it? You ready? Yeah. England head coach Sean Wayne named a 24 man squad for the upcoming England versus combined All Stars match. So, is that this weekend? It's this Friday in England. It's Saturday morning for Australians. Oh yeah, that'll do. Yeah, see, it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that'll do. I just have to re- just have to record it and watch it. I watch it as if it's my like three PM game on a Saturday. Well, I'm going to watch I saw it live. The I saw the squad. Is George Williams in that squad? He is. Yes, he is. Really? So he's, not, yeah. so he's not playing for Australia in Australia, and he's not playing in England, yeah. and he's in the squad. That's weird, yeah. eh? Not really, because he's going to sign for Warrington. But he hasn't yet. Uh, we, he's not, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it with you. Look, and he's a and he's and he's a dog. <laughs> and he's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah, look, like we predicted last week, guilty. You weren't there, Clarky, because you you were an apparition. Um, the NRL players that are English weren't considered due to COVID. So, as we spoke about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, George Williams is in the side. Gareth Widdop's not in the side. That's um, something I wanted to point out. John Bateman is in the team. Sam Tompkins is in the team. And 2019 Golden Boot winger Tommy Mackinson is in the team as well. Mate, they have to win. They talk about a preparation for the World Cup. Oof. Well, they're debuting a fair few people. And one of them you'll like, Clarky. You ready for this? 2020 Man of Steel and Castleford hooker Paul McShane. <laughs> He's debuting for England at 31 years of age. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, 
He's a man of steel, Clarky. I know you like him. Where's Zach yeah, Hardaker? He's on the team. Not in oh, there. Oh, wow. Um, there's another guy named Mikolaj Oledski who was born in Poland who is going to debut for England potentially as well. Man, the bloke is like Dolph Lundgren from Rocky 3. Oh, no, Rocky 4. Oh, the bloke's massive. <laughs> Seriously. So he's geared is up. He in- <laughs> What's he sound like? He's got a Polish accent, but it's like a hinty one. It's not like completely Polish. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. And also St. Helens 5'8", Morgan Knowles, has been poached from Wales to play for England too. So that's another notable debutant. The combined All-Stars squad, which is led by Tim Sheens before he makes his return to the West Tigers in Australia, has announced Jackson Hastings as the co-captain of the team. The team was supposed to be announced on June 17. However, it was not. So I don't know why. I tried to find out why, but it wasn't. So Who's he, co- who's he co-captaining with? I don't know yet. Don't know. Good day. Oh, okay. Boys, let's move on to the sideline stories round 15 NRL recap. Starting with our tips. Can I just say something? something? I was yeah. going to say something. I was going to say, I forgot to put in my tips. So when you guys Mate, you asked me my tips last week on the podcast. You can check against them. I'm I've just saying that, that if hey, you're hey. going to brag about me only getting four out of eight, blah, Yeah, you blah, did. Blah. Well, hey, you all I see are the case. stats. Hey, nah. Gildy, all I see are the stats. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no. Watch, listen to last week, mate. That's what you asked me. My, are you ready for tips. this? Hey, Gildy, you ready? You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Clark, he got six, and he's on 82. I yep. got five, and I'm on 80. Yep. And yep. Gildy, you got four, and you're on 80. So... That's uh, the stats, and that's the record. Four. You got four. I got four without putting in my tips. There you go, mate. Well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm going to talk to Ryan because you didn't put your tips in. So, Ryan, you put your – you and I got Warriors and Raiders wrong. Yep. And I tip Cowboys over Sharks. That's the difference. Whereas you look over at uh, Nicholas Guild and he went hard out and tipped the Roosters over Penrith and for some reason no, the, Tiger, the Tigers no, over the Storm. No, <laughs> Listen to last week. You asked me my tips last week. You said, episode- are they going to win? We're going to quick, quick fire tips, Guildy. Quick fire bam, tips. Bam, 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 episode bam. Hey, episode 21. Everyone, everyone tune in. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Game one, boys. The fourth-placed South Sydney Rabbitohs defeat the 16th and last-placed. Do you hear that, boys? Brisbane Broncos, 46-0. A gigantic smile on Clarkie's face with his club absolutely shellacking the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium. An even bigger one for me because the Bulldogs have finally moved out of last place. So, for the Rabbitohs, young playmaker Blake Taff made his debut off the bench with Dane Gagai, Jai Arrow, Damian Cook, and Cameron Murray making their returns from an origin rest. Benji Marshall was out due to the birth of his child, along with Greek dummy half Peter Mamazoulis, which saw Jacob Host and Haim Selly revert to the bench. Jaden Sewer was also omitted from the team. For the Broncos, Xavier Coates returned to the side. Carmichael Hunt retained the 5-8th role with Albert Kelly still out with a hamstring injury. TC Rabadi started at lock, swapping with Tom Flegler to the bench. Boys, this is the Broncos' sixth game. They have conceded 40 points or more this season. Awful. Man, it was a bit of a bludger of a game, really. Yeah, um, it was. Probably the, the the most enjoyable thing, weirdly enough, from the South Sydney 
supporters' perspective was the chase down of um, Dane Gagai by Xavier Coates. I thought that was exceptional. Yeah. <clears throat> well, all I found even more um, exceptional was Cody Walker's inside ball to Latrell. Mate, that was that was ridiculous. Mate, <laughs> that was, mate, um, yeah. Latrell was uh, he was blowing. Oh, mate, he was it's same as same as yeah, same as last week. He's um, I f- yeah, I feel as though Latrell around Origin time, he kind of just he coasts along. Yeah. Injects himself when he has to. He didn't have to inject himself, so he didn't have to. He didn't really. He didn't do much. That's probably, probably um, Cameron Murray's probably the best game I've ever seen Cameron Murray play. I thought he was. I thought he was exceptional. He's um. Was that? Oh, just between his defence, his his ball playing, his his copy, he's copyrighted his um. He's quick play the ball. That's his thing. He's, he can do it all. Yeah. And I thought he'd – and he he kind of showcases each one of them, puts each each one of them on a pedestal each game. I think he put them all together for this game. And that, mm-hmm. that was one of the big reasons that we we played so well. You should marry him, Clarky. <laughs> Man, I would. I he's would. Like, he's have my you, captain. Mate, have you seen Bye. him? He's a good Have player. Have you seen him? He's a good player. He's good looking. He's, he's got a. He's, he's got a, a sort, very good looking dude. He's got he's a sort that. Dude. Sort that nose out, maybe. I don't know. Clarky, he's like he's my captain. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah, look, look. Um, I, there really isn't much to say about it. It was just a thrashing. It should have been fifty plus, really. The Broncos are just in all sorts. They're copying it a lot more than last year as well. Uh, they're, they're saying things that Kevin Walters has lost the dressing room. Fox Sports and, and the media just pumping the Broncos more so than any other club I've seen. They're not pumping the Bulldogs. They're not pumping the Raiders, the Titans. They're not really giving it to them, and they're not playing well. But the Broncos are just copying it. What do you think it about uh, Tavita Pangalai? You're allowed to go. See you later, mate. I think it's an odd, an odd move. I also think whoever picks him up is going to benefit and – at the moment, they're saying it's the Tigers. So, yeah. Well, if there's one other team that needs a pickup other than the Broncos, it's the Tigers. Mm. What do you think, Gildy? Um, I, I think if he goes to the Tigers, uh, so he's a left side running forward. They've already got Luciano out there. Um, look, he'd be a benefit, but I think he needs to go to a side with a strong coach. That's what I think, and I think I don't think the Tigers are the right side for him personally. Well, Matt, Madge is Madge is a strong coach. I, I don't know whether I don't know whether the Tigers are the right fit. Mm. Like, we'll, get I'm, I'm the, we'll get to the Tigers. We'll get to the Tigers, mate. But look, Madge is lucky to have his job, mate. I don't think any club's going to want to pick him up the next month because he's suspended for four weeks. So, but guilty three two ones for that game. Okay, three two one. Murray three. Walker two and Gagai one. Game two, boys. Of note, of, sorry, of no, that was Alex Johnson's eighth try in three games. Actually. Jeez. Who's got the most tries? Alex oh, Johnson yeah. is 17 tries. Josh Adakar, 16. Sevo, 14. Saab, 13. Garrick, 12. Very good. Anyway, what about Manly? Fucking hell. Good on the edges. Mm. Do you know, out of all those players, he's... Saab's the only right winger. 
Is that right? Everything else is left. Yeah, yeah. So Saab is doing something seriously good out there. Oh, they're just hitting his hitting his um hitting his side better than any other team can, probably. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying is you normally go left to right, left to right to strong sorry, right to left right to, to stronger side because everyone's a right-handed passer. You know uh, what I mean? Going the other way is harder. This is why you're on the podcast, Guilty. Yeah. Nick the analyzer guilty there, Koya. Yeah. <laughs> Game two, boys, the eighth place Cronulla Sharks defeat the ninth placed North Queensland Cowboys 26 to 24. The Sharks have won their fourth game in a row, plus a bye, technically making it five in a row. The first time they've done this since 2018. For the Sharks, Braden Hamlin Ueli replaced Andrew Feeder on the bench. Wade Graham is set to be out for at least four weeks due to repeated head injuries. With Sifa Talakai replacing Graham in the second row with Teague Wilton on the bench. For the Cowboys, Cole Felt and Mitch Dunn return from injury and suspension, respectively, pushing Cohen Hess to prop and Tom Gilbert to the bench. Boys, this game was very back and forth, I felt. Some defensive efforts from the Sharks were poor, which I, which ultimately gave the Cowboys a sniff. They were, they were piss-poor efforts in defence. But regardless, they've won four in a row, and they're starting to impress people, I think. After losing six in a row, the bounce back's pretty significant. Yeah, but look who they've played. You're they're right. Not, they're, playing, they're not beating world beaters, man. And they're beating teams that are depleted from origin as well, which I have an issue with. Yeah. But, um, look, Talakai played in the second row. I thought he stuffed up in defense a fair bit. One of them leading to a try. And Chambers... He ran well, though, man. He, he did run well. well. He did run well, but you got to defend too. And yeah. Chambers and Mulatala, like we spoke about earlier, they leaked two tries to give the Cowboys a you know a chance to win it at the death. Uh, you know, Holmes nearly kicked another forty meter field goal. He was just he was just short. He he was he was accurate. He was just short. So look, regardless, Sean Johnson, Aaron Woods, they're off contract. They're starting to play well. Maybe that's a factor. Um, but yeah. Holmesy did well again. I think Scotty Drinkwater, when we put up our MVPs, boys, a lot of the Cowboys Forum um, followers, they bagged our MVP pick. Um, oh, they were filthy. Yeah, they wanted they wanted Scotty Drinkwater. They're like, why didn't you pick Scotty Drinkwater? Yeah, I don't, know why, I don't know whether it was the fact that we didn't pick Drinkwater or the fact that we picked Val Holmes. I couldn't figure out why that was so dirty. With <laughs> yeah. I think it was a bit of a combination of the two. But, do we um, pick all pick games out, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think so. Mate, yeah. look, I'm just on that. Yeah, why do we pick Drinkwater? Because we picked our homes. Yeah. Our homes is playing awesome. End of story. <laughs> look, Todd Payton's doing a, a decent job, you know, for, for a club that we all kind of wrote off pretty early in the season. We, we said, oh, look, they're, they're bottom four, easy. They're doing pretty well at the moment, I've got to say. Because I was thinking this the other day, I was thinking, okay, they've got Deard and they've got Drinkwater. They've re-signed Deard. So they've signed Deard to a long-term contract quite cheaply, mind you. They've, yep. they've re-signed Drinkwater. Mate, Chad, Chad Townsend, there's no way he's going to get another look in at Cronulla because they're using Trindle, that young Trindle off the bench, and he's yep. a half, half hooker. Yep. And I think they've wasted their money on Townsend, to be honest. Ooh. Yeah, mate, what's he, 700? Is that, is that what they say, 700? 
Yeah, it was like yeah. between six and seven or something. Oh, like three that. years? Like, yeah. yeah. Man, I think it's crazy. Guilty, three, two, ones, please, for that game. We've got Kennedy, three, Johnson, two, and Valentine Holmes ran for over 260 or something metres, didn't he? Yeah. And um, on top of that, I thought um, Matt Moylan is playing out of his skin, man, compared to what he has been in the past. People forget he's an Australian fullback. He's a good player and he's, he's opening up holes. He's making he's making breaks. So. Yeah. Boys, game three, the second placed Penrith Panthers defeat the fifth placed Sydney Roosters 38 to 12. The return of Penrith's rep players proved to be a massive difference as opposed to their last two games without them where they lost, with the club returning to the winner's circle. So for the Panthers, Cleary, Yao, To'o, Luai, and Capewell made their much-needed returns with Kickout, Hopgood, Eisenhuth, Tyrone May dropping out of the side. For the Roosters, Sam Walker and Satili to Benua were ruled out due to injury and Ben Marshke to suspension. This saw Joseph Sawali into centre, Joey Manu into 5'8", Adam Keegren to hooker, Siwa Tokiaho to lock, and Fletcher Baker to prop. Boys, what do you make of this game? I want to say something first. Okay. Yes. So I watched this one and the Roosters in the first 15, 20 minutes are all over them, all over the Penrith. And then there's the Cleary fall where Takiaho can't really do anything. Which we'll talk about Takiyaho, in the bunker review. Taki, yep, fair enough, but it's part of the game. Takiaho gets sent off. Yep. And all of a sudden, or you, you, you can't, you can't, yes, yeah, sorry, Simbin, you can't get a leg up like that. You've got to, like, especially in the, where the Roosters are now with regards to what players they've got available, they don't have a full-strength squad, right, like, like Penrith do. You've got to have a little bit of luck go your way, and that's just unlucky. The Cleary falls over and gets hit hard, hmm. and all of a sudden they're, they're up against the best team in the comp with 12 men. Was that, was that the so, game changer? Was that the game changer for was, Because I'll tell you what, man, they were 12-0 up. The Roosters were 12-0 up. Yeah. Was that is that – that's the start of the decline, and that's it? There's no coming back? 12 men – you, you're working oh, I, harder. You're more. You're more fatigued through yeah. that period, and at the end of the end of you know the game, you're going to fatigue a bit quicker because of that period. Is that what you're saying? The Roosters. Um, what I'm saying is, in this particular circumstance, the Roosters don't have the cattle to be able to come back from that. Yeah. Their goal is to get as many points up as possible, and then hold Penrith out as Penrith come back. Because Penrith are always going to come back at some point. The, the, the form team of the comp. What I'm saying is, in the first 15 minutes, they were 12 up. And that at that point, it was twelve. It was twelve six, and then but they scored two tries when Tariaka was off. Yeah, well, look, I just think I just think it, it, it shits me when the commentators go, "Oh, look at this Penrith massive turnaround!" But mate, there's twelve players in the fucking field. Yeah, it's going to be a massive turnaround. That's the this the this year. It's been like that. Twenty twenty one, the last month and a half. Okay, it's, it's, it's been like that. But you know what? Look, if it had been a normal a normal 10, no dramas, but there's nothing he can do. The bloke slipped over into his arm. Uh, yeah, so you're just disputing the call, right? Yeah, I'm disputing the call. Yeah, what that's, I'm that's fair enough. That, which is fair. I know what you're saying, but the Roosters aren't a shit team. And I know it's a massive, I know it's a massive disadvantage. I know what you're saying, but you know, it's happened to, it's happened to teams. Good no, or bad call. There, Good or bad call. That, Oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. But I'm just saying that it, for the Roosters to win this game, they need a little bit of luck go their way. 
and that's just unlucky. There's nothing they can do about that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. But then Panthers just rolled on with it after that. So you can't really take that away from them either. They could have been no, shit. No, no, but, but, but we don't know if they would have rolled on with it if they had 13 men on the field. Oh, well, this is footy, isn't it? Yeah, it is footy. But well, that's what I'm saying. They're unlucky. Okay, fair enough. Clarky, what did you think? But I thought I thought Panthers were obviously that that helped, but I thought once they got a roll on, they were pretty exceptional. Like they they went to another they went to another level and showed that they're a level above the, the Roosters. I think I'll say something, and it might piss you off, Guilty. Regardless of the roll on, because I think you're right in the sense that that was the turning point uh, to give Panthers that kickstart they needed. I thought Cleary played like Andrew Johns that game. That's how good he played. He was doing so things. I, he was doing things to create from the middle that other halves aren't doing, and he's just. So you're talking just, about you're talking about the in and out, the in and out dummy. That dummy. He, just his feet. Yeah, his he didn't players on the field. No, 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 not just. It's not just that, but he also. When he ran at the line, he would stop, he would juke, he would draw two players and then get rid of the ball. He, he created gaps for, for Isaiah Yao, like he's outside men. What he's doing has set the platform. He's setting the platform. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm saying, look, he's, he's exceptional. I don't think he's played like Andrew Johns, though. I disagree. In that game. When Tomoyako come, come back on the field, they're only six points. Panthers are only up by six points. Yeah, but man, you've already wasn't done. Going, of, wasn't, you've already done a lot of defense, Parky. Hmm. You've already tackled yourself into the ground. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I'm with so you. So much having that player off for, for that ten minutes is a massive game changer for any club and any team. Now I know some clubs can turn it around and and weather the weather the storm per se. But hmm. man, what I was saying was that for the Roosters to win that game, especially in the situation they are now with the, with the players that they've got available to them. They can't have that happen, and it happened. And so there was going to be an automatic, automatic almost win for Penrith. Mm. And on top of that, you've got James Fisher-Harris just running consistently at 12 men. You need three blokes to bring him down in every tackle. Yeah. So, mate, I just think that, look, Penrith did what they had to do. Penrith, Penrith won the game. No dramas. I'm just saying that it helped a lot. It helps a lot when you get a, when you get a player off, especially if it's Takiyahu, who's one of your – one of your big boppers, who's going to be tackling Fisher-Harris. Mm. You make good points. I watched um, I watched this on Channel 9. Yep. And unfortunately, I had to watch Channel 9. If I would have known... If, uh, <laughs> mate, if I, know, if I would have known they were going to do it throughout the whole game, I would have like legitimately kept a count on it. They call um, Jared Warrior Hargraves the big dog. And they would have said... The big dog, legitimately forty-five times. Oh, that is during so the, during the cover. so annoying. What fuck? Oh, it was so, it was so bad. I'm like, it was it was cringy because they, they, yeah, they're unprofessional. He played pretty good. He played the pretty big good. Dog. Just on that, the big, I know he's not the big dog did. <laughs> yeah, he did, man. He did. The big dog played good. Did him the big and, dog get and, points? <laughs> No, he didn't, but he played well. He played, he's in a losing side. He's not going to get points. But look, yeah. Uh, look, I, I just also think that that 12 nil off the bat just shows that they're not invincible, Penrith. I don't think they're going to 
like Melbourne don't Melbourne don't allow twelve points off the bat like that. So see, I see it as a I see it as Panthers had Panthers showed a little bit of grit and they were down twelve nil and were able to come back. When there were twelve players on the field. <laughs> Mate, it's against it's against the Roosters. We're not talking our twelve it was twelve down against the freaking Broncos. It doesn't matter, man. Any team with twelve down, it's a struggle. To have a player down for ten minutes is a massive thing. It is a massive I thing. Think we, I, and I think we might speak about this in the bunker review. Yeah, it's a massive thing, and we've spoken about it a lot, and we continue to because it's still an issue after six rounds. The issue that shits me is that the NRL are the biggest bunch of pussies ever because they won't say, yet. Yeah, look, every now and then there's going to be accidents. You don't have to send everyone off. That's why we need to speak about it in the bunker review. <laughs> Guilty, three, two, ones. Cleary, three. James Fisher-Harris, two. And Yo, Yo, one. Brian Tyre had a blind as well. Game four, the 12th place Newcastle Knights defeat the 11th place New Zealand Warriors 10-6. to six. In the lowest scoring game for 2021, the Newcastle Knights leave it until late to grab a much-needed victory in front of their home fans at a rainy Newcastle stadium. For the Knights, plenty of changes here. Kurt Mann at fullback in place of Ponga. Brody Jones at centre in place of Bradman Best, who was injured for eight weeks with syndesmosis. Mitch Barnett to second row. Sawasasu to lock. Mitchell Pearce made his long-awaited return from a pec injury at halfback, with Heimel Hunt also returning from injury. Dave Clemmer returned from a two-match suspension as well. For the Warriors, more changes here. Two, teenage hooker Taniela Otu. Colo made his de- debut on the bench in place of Bunty Afoa. Rocco Berry replaced by Adam Pompey in the team. Reese Walsh returned from suspension at fullback, pushing RTS to the wing. Sean O'Sullivan starting in place of the injured Chanel Harris Tavita. Jess Tavanga replaced Wade Egan at hooker due to concussion. Far out. There's heaps of heaps of changes for both teams. Boys, a very scrappy game in the wet, this one. Uh, regardless, I feel the Warriors are still starting to slip into the disappointing yet again category. They're starting to piss me off because I like them, but they keep losing. Mate, look, what was the score? 10-6. Close, man. It was. Look, there's a stat here I've got. It says it's the Warriors' fifth loss of their nine losses, where they've lost by four points or less. So they're not getting pumped off the park by everyone, but they're still not winning the games. And and on top of that, man, they've introduced a young fullback. It's his seventh game. Now, I know we talked about him already making origin. That, Mm. But, man, he's just got to find his spot in that side. Do you know what I mean? No, mate, he... he, For so long. He... he, Look, you look at his super coach points, he got 35 or something. But, man, he stands out. Every game he stands out, hundred percent. And look, he he made a couple he made a couple of mistakes. Like Brody Jones terrorized him, not Brody Jones, um, Jake Clifford terrorized him with with a lot yeah. of high balls and torpedo kicks, and he dropped three, three of them, I think. You know, but yeah. he's it's his seventh game, and he's eighteen years old. Yeah. Mate, he's only going to get better. And RTS is bloody teaching him. I thought RTS's contribution as like a second fullback when he needed to do it because that's what he's kind of naturally going back there with him. He, he, he had a big game. Try saving tackle that RTS did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. That was mad. Yeah. What so, about, what about uh, you and Aiken? Dominic yeah. Young 
That's another player that needs to go in the 100-meter race, mate, by the way. He caught him so easy. He probably still had enough time to stand in front of him and make a front-on yep. tackle yeah, and, abs- <laughs> and absolutely butchered it. Yeah, He panicked, yeah. yeah mate, did. look, on that game, on that game, uh, we talked about it a bit early on. I just thought um, Mitchell Pierce is the difference in those kind of games. Look, so Mitchell, like what I noticed in the game, and look, all the good halves do it. Mitchell Pierce has done everything. He's won grand finals. He's played for Australia. He's played for New South Wales, right? Mate, he is already planning the next play. Now, players like Dearden, we talked about Dearden before, players like Clifford, Kermit. Kurt Manning, right? They, they're not organising the next I, mean, I know the game's fast, but they're not organising the next play. Mitchell Pierce is there ordering, showing props where to move, showing, you know, I thought he's the he was the difference in that game. Him being back is massive for the Knights. The, I, I gave the stat when he went down injured. Was it like round four or something? I, I gave the stat on the podcast, and it was something absurd. Like he's missed he's missed eighteen games for the night since he signed with them, and they've lost sixteen of them. It was something wow. crazy. Yeah, and mate, he showed that that stat's more than relevant at the moment because he came out and they 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 don't win that game if he doesn't play. Mate, I, I don't think he's going to win against the big teams. I don't. I think Newcastle will be solid <laughs> against the big teams. I just think that against those teams, um, against that kind of those kind of teams, like the Sharks included, you know, um, you know, he's going to be the difference. He's going to get them over the top with just the one percent things that he's got in his game. Hmm. I think you're organisation. Right, Look, the Warriors were like look, like I said, it was a very windy, very wet game. Uh, the Warriors were missing Chanel Harris Tavita, which is massive. I thought Toe Harris, RTS, the, the usual suspects put in for him, but it's just not enough. They're missing a bit of class. Reese Walsh, again, another line break, another um, gun gun run down the wing, gets caught by Jaden Braley. It's a massive tackle, gigantic tackle. Yeah, one thing. In, in that tackle, where one thing, look, I'm not criticising the bloke, he just ran 100 metres. He ran around someone quick, at, yeah. like at about the 40 metre mark. He just he should have passed down it. and ran around someone. But in saying that, man, he moved the ball to, like he was on the left-hand side of the field, he moved the ball into his right arm. And I don't know if he was trying to just beat the pace or he didn't even try, he didn't try and fend Braley at all. Nah, I, he should have passed it because he tucked the ball, you're right. And, and there was supporting player on the inside, but anyway. Guilty, three, two, ones for that game. Uh, Safidi is killing it. Uh, three, Mitchell Pierce, like we said, two, and Jaden Braley. He, I mean, look, he's the he's he's got to keep playing well because if we run out of hookers, he might be a New South Wales hooker. So he gets one. I'm with you on that. Game five, the seventh place St George Illawarra Dragons defeat the tenth place Canberra Raiders twenty-two to twenty. Played in gale wind conditions, the Dragons snatch a win against a disappointing and typically poor second half Raiders team in Wollongong. For the Dragons, 19-year-old Tyrell Sloan made his NRL debut at fullback with Matt Dufty dropped. Josh Kerr started with Paul Vaughan on the bench. Jack DeBellin also started at lock with Jackson Ford dropped out of the team altogether. For the Raiders, Sia Soliola started at lock with Ryan Sutton swapping to the bench. Boys, a very fitting moment for the young Fullback Tyrell Sloan scoring an awesome chip and chase try with his grandmother in the stands. He contributed massively to the Dragons' comeback win, I, th- I felt. And on him, I don't know if you boys saw, it was a real nice article 
um, about his upbringing in the Sydney Morning Herald, spoke about his real rough upbringing, about how his parents are both in and out of jail, um, drug addicts, and how his mum, uh, sorry, his grandmother raised him and his brothers and uh, basically was his mentor and not taking drugs and not abusing alcohol and, yeah. Well, that's oh, Matt, cool. you know, his, his grandma is the one who presented his jersey. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty so cool. in the change room. Yeah. It was, it was Wait, good they kept panning to her. If he's got some other brothers, let's hope she's – let's hope she's uh, – She's bred some other first graders as well. Who knows? Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Mate, he was good, and he's obviously the reason that Ducky's going. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another another interesting stat I don't think you boys would know. Tyrell Sloan is an ex-Tagaroo player, so an, extra, an ex-Australian Oztag player. So that's there you go. the second. That's why you're G'd up. That's why I'm G'd up. Tagaroo. 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 Mm. Is that what they're actually called, Tagaroos? Yeah. That's terrible. It is awful. There's no such thing as a tagaroo. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know, every single Australian, every single Australian rep team and every single code has a different name for the Australian team. How weird's that? Yeah. And tagaroo is Oztag's one. But anyway, I think him and Coates are the only two Oztag players I can think of that are NRL players now. Can't really think of any other ones. Right. I'm still angry about Coates. I'm still angry oh. about Coates. You're still angry. I know you are. I know you're, you're, you're yeah. frothing at yeah. the bit. I know you are. I am. What's, um, what's the bloody... um? He used to play for the Bulldogs in Harbs, and then he went to Huddersfield. Um, He's also an Oztag player. What's his fucking name? Oh. Is he at Huddersfield now? Yeah. Stanley? No, 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 no. Oh my god, it's gonna kill me. I'll find out later. Um, look, I thought the Raiders—they're they're definitely the most disappointing team of twenty twenty one. They have to be. He's left down. It's it's a fall from grace, isn't it? They've had such well, a quality team for the past five years that's made preliminary finals, and now they they're gonna be bottom four. They're they're, they're destined for it. For me and you, Dan, they're, they're a massive four for race. I guess the biggest four is uh is the Knights with Clark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Knights are playing better than the bloody Raiders. Well, I did this week. <laughs> Matt, are you talking about Jack Cogger? Jack Cogger, that's it. It's Jack Cogger. Yeah. Thank you. He you he's so he, he was, was another tagger. Was he a tagaroo? Was he? I think so. Yeah, him and his brother. They run Central Coast, Central Coast, I think, or. Newcastle was tag, one of them. But yeah, another one. But anyway, Clarky, can you please dissect what the hell happened with the Raiders' illegal interchange? Because I have no idea what happened. Yeah, it was very, very, very Mick Labinskis esque. Um, oh, Mick Labinskis. <clears throat> Who's that? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Just so... joking, Mick. So, Joseph Tarpany got a head knock. Yep. Um, went off the field, failed his HIA, and it was as a result of the the indiscretion. The Raiders were given a penalty, yep. not a set, not a not a send off, not a sin bin. 
just put on report mm. at halftime. Sticky's gone, oh, we'll enact our 18th man. They've sent the 18th man on and um, 11 minutes later realised that they weren't allowed to enact the 18th man because oh. the indiscretion didn't result in a sin bin or a send-off. Really? And, yeah, Sticky's come out um, Sticky's come out after the game and said, yeah, my mistake, no one else's error. Where, where's, the pe- and- where's the penalty? Where's the penalty for that? So well, there, would, there is no there is no penalty because even Sticky said because they lost. I'm glad That's we didn't. Bullshit. I'm glad we did. I'm glad we didn't win because we would have had the two points taken off us. Yeah, I think they're going to get like had a monetary had fine a, or something. Yeah, they've had a please explain, and I, they're going to get fined, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you you said something earlier about Sturlo. Um, he brought this up on Channel 9. Yeah, Sterlo brought it up on Channel 9, the Sunday footy show, and um, he likened it to an issue that happened in, was it 1975 with Nick Lubinskis when he was playing for um, the Western Suburbs Magpies, and mm-hmm. they got deducted their two competition points. So Don't explain it, Clarky. Don't explain it, because we want the That's all I'm going to give. That's all I'm going to give. That's all I'm going to give. For those that have actually... Um, you know, lasted the the last hour or so listening to the three of us argue this week, going to drop the Mick Lubinskis interview that the three of us conducted last week. And it was very interesting, very, very insightful. And Mick is ch- Mick's a champion. 100%. Great bloke. Welcome to it's into his house. Um, it, you know, there was no prompting. It was very, it was a conversation. It wasn't really an interview. Yeah, easy. Yeah, no, he's a champion. It was, it, was, it was good to see how the how the games evolved as well. He goes into a bit of stuff about about different injuries and injury management back in the seventies. Training, training. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But boys, back on um, back on the Dragons game. There's not much more to say about it. To be fair, I just felt that the Dragons got a wind. Well, firstly, they had the wind with them in in the second half, but they end up catching a second wind in the game and, and just scored three tries and that was it. See you later. We win, you lose. And the Raiders are destined for bottom four. Do you want me to go in three, two, ones? Yes. Okay. Ben Hunt, three, had a blinder. Uh, this is the funny one. So the Dragons win, but we've given, given Papali two and uh, Hodgson one, both yeah. in Canberra. This is a close game. Yeah. And I thought, look, Papali, it just – demonstrates why he's in the Queens, why he walks into the Queensland side, starting at number 10. Uh, he got whacked. He got whacked early. He got another injury under the under the eye. Yep. But he's still, yeah, he, he, sold, he soldiered on and deserves those two points. If they won, probably three. So Mate, He's a walking square. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. He's square. <laughs> 100%. Boys, game six, the first place Melbourne Storm defeat the 14th place West Tigers. 66 to 16. After the lowest scoring game was set this round, the highest defeat was also set with the Storm putting on an absolute clinic to blow the Tigers right off the park at Sunshine Coast Stadium. With Melbourne making the match look like a parkside game, also putting 50 plus on the Tigers to rule them out of grand final contention, which they were never going to be contending anyway. For the Storm, Nelson Asafa Solomona made his return from suspension in place of the injured Jesse Bromwich, elbow injury. Tui Kamikamika started in place of Christian Welch, who returned from origin injury via the bench. 
George Jennings also made a return to the wing. For the Tigers, most, uh, sorry, Moses Embai made his return to 5-8 with Ken Mamalo debuting for the Tigers after his mid-season switch from the Warriors. James Roberts moves into centre for the injured Adam Dewey due to concussion. Boys, ready for the stats. Storm, 12 tries to three with 10 Melbourne players scoring a try on their own, showing how much of a team effort it really was. The Melbourne Storm... Did the Fox score? Did the Fox score? No, I don't think he Isn't did. Isn't that weird? I don't think he did. I'll look check. it up. Go. Yeah, look it up. No, he didn't. He didn't score. Unbelievable. Neither of the wingers scored. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. George Jennings, buddy, set up a cracker try, oh, but... That in, that in and out. Oh, Georgie. man. Man, I thought I thought Nico Hines was a bit quiet too. I thought he just did what he had to do because it was 66 to 16. It was a team effort. Absolutely ridiculous. The Melbourne Storm have scored the most points in the first 15 rounds of football since East's Roosters in 1935. They're looking likely the way that they're going to surpassing that record as well. The Storm started this match the best I've ever seen in my life. They tracked at two points per minute after the Tigers saw the ball for half a set in the first 18 minutes. So the the Tigers had one chance. Mamalo dropped it. Didn't see the ball again for 18 minutes. They scored 30 points in 18 minutes. 30 points in 18 minutes. This win is Melbourne's 12th in a row. And it's the ninth game they've scored over 40 points. There's the stats. There's the stats. There's the stats. They're ridiculous. Yeah, I think I think West touched the ball three times in the first eighty minutes. It's crazy, and it was, t- and, yeah. and that was that was three errors. Yeah, it's fucked. They they were bad, and yeah, two of them were bombs, and one of them was a set, and that's where Mamalo dropped it. And it's like, are you, are you, are you kidding? I got a question for you. It's not much to say about this game, is there? No, there isn't. I, I do have a question. I'll start with you, Clarkie. Is Michael Maguire's position untenable as Tigers head coach? You said something, you touched on it before in regards to him not fitting in their culture. But what do you think of his position as I didn't, their coach? I didn't, I didn't say I didn't say no, it was I me. said it was I, it. I was guilty. My bad. I said that I said that well, Gildy said that Tavita Pengai needs to go to a strong coach. And I said, Madge Maguire is a strong coach. He may be too strong. He may be too harsh. Oh, I thought, I, you, that... I thought you said he didn't fit in the bill. My bad. No. Um, look, I think, he's, I think he's under serious, serious risk of losing his job. I don't know. I don't think that's the answer. I don't think the Tigers... Should get rid of him because I don't think I don't know what they would do. To, I don't know who they'd replace him with. He's a premiership winning coach. He's a he's coached New Zealand to multiple wins at international level. Hmm. I think he's the best coach for the West Tigers right now. Guilty? No, nah, I disagree. I think he's got to go. I think that they're just not improving. Look. They, they definitely don't have the worst roster. I know you think you're, you're, you're not a big fan of them, Dan, but they, they really don't have the worst roster. And they just get belted too often. They, yeah. They're not in the fight. You know what? If they're in the fight, I don't care if you lose, but you've got to be in the fight. And then 
they're not even near it. They're way too unpredictable, aren't they? As a team. Yep. So yep. as a Tigers fan, and we're not, and I yeah, because I'm definitely not. But would you have turned the game off after 20 minutes? Uh, only because I do a podcast about football, I didn't. <laughs> um, look, there's some things I don't understand. Like I, 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 like I told you before, I watched that um, Mounties versus Parramatta Reserve grade game. Yep. And at one stat came up and it was with regards that Jordan Rankin was taking a kick. They were saying he's the highest, the second high, the most, he scored the second most points this year in, in reserve grade. Yep. And the, the play with the first most points is the kid from the Tigers, the, the halfback. They, they've got to use him. They've got to mm. give him a chance. Yeah. They've got to do something. Like they, 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 they had Liddell, like they brought on um, that, that young hooker. They didn't really give him much of a chance. Simkin. Um, they went back to they went they went back to the same old players. It, they do panic buys. I yeah. Look and look, they're talking about Pangai Junior. Pangai Junior is not the answer for the Tigers. They yeah. need they need. I'll tell you who the answer is. And Alf, I, there was a rumor about Al Fanukan. Yeah, well, he's one, yeah, but he's the one. other one was Mitchell. Pe- the other one was Mitchell Pierce. Oh, you'd be picking Pierce so, over Brooks any day of the week. There's a rumor. There's a rumor going around that Mitchell Pierce may move to the Tigers, and I'll tell you what, mm. he's he's what you need an experience, like not just an experienced half yet, look possible injury in that, but he's the type of half you need. Hundred um, percent. And you know what? I mean, and look, you know what? And you know the other player, if they're looking at getting rid of him, and I think they are, he's only on a one-year contract. If you could match him with Forum, mm. man, that, that's starting to do something. Look, and I know, I know, you see. The Manly have got Schuster coming through. He's going to be the five out of the future. If the Tigers can grab two players like that, now I know they're older players, but they need that now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's no one young coming through, and then they can teach that young kid whatever his name is that 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 half that they keep going on about that never. Jock used. Madden. Jock Madden. That's it. Jock mm. Madden. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look. They're, they're, they've got to do something and and not panic by. They've got to have you know. Look, he he won't leave. Newcastle now, um, Pierce, because Newcastle need him. But man, look, Newcastle do have a few halves, and um, you know why, why not? If you can get him, you know, if you've got to pay him a little bit more, whatever. I think Mitchell Pierce is the right player for that that club. And I'm not going to say that he's automatically going to make them a grand final team, but he's definitely going to get them closer to the eight than what they are now. Hundred percent. You're not, unfortunately. Persisting with Luke Brooks, I'm not saying he's the be-all end-all for their their woes, but ten years he's been there and ten years they haven't made finals. He's in a pivotal hey, position. Their, look at their halves. You know, here's another reason I think um, Madge makes mistakes. Man, their best player was Dewey, and they moved him out to the centres, and they won one game, and now he's a centre. He's still their best player. Ball in hand, you need that bloke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway. And it doesn't make it makes less sense when Moses Zembo is not going to be there next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do a just do a Sharks and drop the player like they did with Chad Townsend. So, but anyway, guilty three two ones for that game. Sorry, mate. I've, I've been on a rant. I've let the screen go. Hold on. <laughs> just enough. jump off my soapbox. It's a good one. Uh, uh, look, uh, with regards to that, we've talked about the Tigers. We didn't really talk. I mean, look, like you said, all all. The, all the Melbourne players were awesome. Who wasn't? Yeah. No, no, you can't. Who, was good. He scored. Um, <laughs> good try. Yeah, look, uh, we give Fanukan three, 
Jerome Hughes, two. And Brandon Smith, in my opinion, is unlucky. He only played 35. He played the first 35 minutes before they mm. brought Harry Green on. Yeah. That's the tough. That's the tough. Well, that's 35 minutes is where they were scoring two points a minute. Yeah, it was. And you know what, as well, Grant, Grant, not to take anything away from Grant, but he was awesome in that game too when he came on. He was, he was, he was. But I'm just saying that Brandon Smith, I mean, they didn't even need to bring him back on as a middle forward. 100%. They took, they were both off at Um, one point. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, game seven, boys, the third place Parramatta Eels defeat the 15th place Canterbury Bulldogs 36 to 10. Another grudge match between two traditional Western Sydney rivals in a game of two halves. Another jersey bet lost by me. I know we're in the virtual studio, guilty, but I will wear it next week, I promise. So, the Eels. Sean Russell made his debut in place for the suspended Micah Sivo. Keegan Hipgrave made a return to the squad after suspension. Blake Ferguson and Jacob Arthur were dropped with Bryce Cartwright named at 18th man, who was also dropped to reserve grade. For the Bulldogs, they were 1-17 to from last week's win over the Dragons. A brace. What's a brace, Guilty? Two. For Eels left winger, debutant. I'm very impressed. Uh, for Eels left winger, debutant, Sean Russell, to ice what was an all-Eels second half. Guilty, I spoke to you straight after the game. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I'll tell talk, you again. Are we going to talk about the penalties now? Yeah, we are. I'm going to I'm going to say the amount of bullshit six agains called against the dogs were ridiculous. As a Bulldog supporter watching the game okay. intently, we had a discussion about it. You can't tell me that the Eels were near perfect with their discipline. It was 12-3 in collective penalties and six agains. Don't tell me that they were perfect. Okay. Can I, can I, uh, let me talk. Okay. okay. So did Hedrington put the player above the horizontal? When? In the first half. He did two, but in the first half, there was one where it was above the horizontal. Above the horizontal, tipped him. Nothing nothing was said with regards to that, right? So that's one penalty that the Bulldogs got to get away. I I think you've got to match it up with what they're getting away with as well. When I say getting away with, they're getting lucky with the the call, right? Yep, that's football, okay? Mm -hmm. The next one is... um, Parramatta put a kick through to the winger, and um, I think it's shoot. Yeah. Uh, jumps up, pushes it into the player's face, and they were saying that that's played at, and that's definitely you don't play the ball with your face. So that's another. I think. Look, I think what I'm, what I'm saying is that I think Canterbury were pretty lucky in the first half with regards to staying yeah. in the game. Okay. Right? Now in the second half, when you're talking about uh, whether the eels were perfect or not. You know, look, the difference is, and you might disagree with this, Dan, but I'm probably going. The there. difference is, the difference is when Parramatta, when when there are Parramatta um, penalties laying on the laying on the player in this game, uh-huh. man, it's it's not in a row. Whereas Canterbury are doing it. Look, and it, look, it's just it's the way I saw the game. If Canterbury do three in a row, what what are you going to do? If Parra do one in a row and then don't do it for another two. No, 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 but Parramatta didn't do any. You did none. You did no, 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 none. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is the reason that they were called as penalties, I'm saying that you had more than that. And they, they waited for a three in a row. Which and they is, kept saying is, things like Which is ridiculous. Kept, that you think there was more. Yeah, they, I, there were more. There were absolutely yeah, well, more. That's right, but my well, going back to my point, my point was were Parramatta perfect. And yeah, they had one penalty and two six against, but that is 
ridiculous that they okay. only called okay. three. And in the second half, we had eight sets, fucking eight sets. Look, I'm not saying, like, like, like when Brandon Wakeham threw that ball into Napa, that was ridiculously stupid. And it was a penalty try, right? Because that's where it came yep. from. Yep. That made it 12, that made it 12 10. The roll on started from there, except, and I'm, and there were mistakes from the dogs. They did drop a couple high balls, but holding down in the, in the ruck and they're calling every single one. And then when we had the ball, they never called any of yours, any, any parameters. When, when it's a game of football, possession needs to be equal ish. We had 38% of possession over the entirety of the game. That to me says when you've got eight sets in a second half, where's the other 12? Cause you're supposed to have 20, 20 and a half. Where's the other 12 yeah, gone? Look, man. Yeah, how many sets do the Tigers have against Melbourne? But they've rolled on. <laughs> you, you're missing oh. the point. We're, we're, we're defending, right? We're defending six again. Defending six again. Tigers weren't defending. Yeah. Tigers are leaking. They were, they were leaking, yeah. right? Yeah, but you don't we're, get we're, a reward for defending if you're holding a player down in the... The players rough. looked at the referee and they're like, how can you call that one? How are you calling that one? They were, they were soft. And this fucking referee has gone, hey... Here you go. Here's another one, Parramatta. Let's assist you further. Let's assist you further. Okay. That's, that's how it. I, 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 I don't think it. I don't think it was like that. And, look, and when I look at when I look at the media, I, I haven't seen anything say that. Oh, the dogs are robbed. Well, look, Trent Barrett, 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 Barrett did. Barrett come out. Trent, yeah, Trent Barrett did because he's the coach. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So did so did so did um. Josh Jackson. So did the root the root the Roosters coach said the same thing about his team. So. You know. Josh Josh Jackson said that they were robbed. Yeah, the captain. Yeah. Well, look, regardless, Parramatta were down 10 6 half time. They rolled on in the second half and scored 30 unanswered points to win 36 to 10. Is that right? 36 to yeah. 10. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only good news for the Bulldogs coming out of that, I think they're looking a bit better on the field. They can't put two halves together, which is unfortunate uh, against the good teams anyway. It happened against Penrith as well. They were good in the first half and capitulated in the second. The only good news I can get out of it is that we're not last, like I said earlier. Man, look, 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 look at this, right? Look at the difference in the cap. Look, okay. Did the better – serious question, Dan. Did the better team win? The answer is yes, Daniel. The answer is yes, bro. Okay. okay. I'm not going to Okay, yeah. right. And listen, <laughs> the other thing is this, right? Look, Jeremy Marshall King had a blinder in the first half. Yep. So when I hear things like the Bulldogs are looking for a hooker, they're idiots because – he gets them going straight. Uh, Hetherington and uh, what's the other top's name? The Pom? Luke Thompson. Luke Thompson were, were hitting the line on the on the horizontal, which is exactly how Harry Grant does it. Yep. Um, hitting mate, behind look, the rock. Hitting, hitting behind the rock, making mm. good yards. Look, I think that I don't think the Bulldogs are too far away. And that's why I look at the Bulldogs and they're not in the same dire straits as. Brisbane or the Tigers, there's no answers at those clubs. They're, prop- they're properly at these clubs. look. They're properly building, and I'm confident in the Trent Barrett era taking us to the promised land in the in the years to come. And you know, this year's this year's a, a bit underwhelming. I thought they'd play a bit better than what they are, a bit higher on the ladder than what they are, but they're not. Um, I got to say, a backhanded compliment for the for the Eels is they are good. They are still third, but they're just that little bit of class below 
Penrith and Storm. Yeah, just that little and bit. South. And South. And South, yeah. And, and South who are yeah. fourth, yeah. So, look, that's that's more than likely going to be the top four in the finals. Just depends on who versus who. But, yeah, yeah. they just need that little bit. Yeah. Little bit I mean, more. depending what else happens within the season, I think Manly... Manly just might have started a bit late, but Manly might have pushed power out as well. So mm, we'll see. Yeah. But we'll move it on, Guilty, after our um, friendly discussion to our three two ones. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Papa Leahy had uh, a blinder. I mean, he was mad. Couldn't it be contained so on the left side. Uh, Nathan Brown played well and, like discussed off air, was a little lucky with a high shot on the winger. Yep. Um, and RCG just, mate, in my opinion, Regan Campbell Gillard's unlucky. He's not. He's not being looked at for Origin. I, I think agree. he's playing really well. Yeah, I agree. I had him in my team. I thought, I mean, I thought he would have at least been in the squad. Yeah, if you're yeah, gonna name look, a squad sort of thing. I, I, well, my opinion is, I look, Fanukin's awesome. I think there's not much between those two. So if they picked either either, that wouldn't have battered an eyelid. For sure. Um, he got one point. And the other note I had, I've already mentioned that Jeremy Marshall King, I thought, played really well. I thought that, you know, he needs kudos. People, you've got to really watch his game. He's an excellent hooker. Good defender too. Yeah. Gutho was good in the second half. Hmm. Yeah, Gutho was good in the second half. In the first half, he was he didn't do much. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> game eight, boys, the final game of the round. The sixth-placed Manly Sea Eagles defeat the 13th-placed Gold Coast Titans 56 to 24. Now, another game of two halves on Sunday with absolute this scenes. This is crazy. <laughs> absolute scenes, Clarky, at Seabus Super Stadium after Manly scored 48 unanswered points in the second half alone after they were down 24 to 8 at half time. So the Sea Eagles had Jake Javojevic out with Kurt DeLouis getting his second game in his place. Uh, sorry, on the bench with Sean Kepi replacing Jake Trebojevic. Tommy Turbo returned to fullback after a rest from last week, which saw Garrick revert to the wing, Brad Parker to the centres, and Moses Suley dropped. For the Titans, AJ Brimson was out due to a knee injury. Jaden Campbell retained his fullback role for the third week in a row. Tino Fa'asua Malawi to prop. Tyrone Peachy to lock. Mo Fodawaka to the bench. So... In the first half, boys, the Titans completed 24 from 24 sets. They then had three completed sets in the second half before Manly piled on seven tries in 25 minutes. Bruh, seven tries in 25 minutes. That's They scored seven tries before the Titans saw the ball again. The Titans then had, uh, what's that? They had Seven more sets. So they had 10 in the second half and they completed 33 of 34. So they made an error in the last minute. The score would have been worse had Garrett kicked better with the boot. He kicked six from 11. So that score line also rules the Titans out of winning the grand final historically. So Garrick for four tries, Tommy Turbo for three, Jason Saab for a brace. The Titans are turning out to also be a massive disappointment for 2021 after recruiting well in the off-season. But we all had them in our top eight, did we not? The Titans, uh, I did. Yeah, I don't I, think I, I did. Oh, okay. I did. But anyway, that second half, 
is ridiculously crazy. 48 points. It's more than a point a minute mm-hmm. in the second half. You speak about the first, the first, even the first half. Like, Tyron Peachy, um, what's his buddy? What's the coach's name? He needs to pick Tyron Peachy at lock every game. Stop bringing him off the bench. He, he was the difference in the first half. Well, he started, he started, he was lock. the difference. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but he's been playing off the bench the last couple of weeks. I'd love, Mate, the Titans, I'd love to buy Peachy. He's a gun. Yeah, yeah I'd, Mate, the, I'd, can you remember when he was playing for Penrith? He yeah, played he in the centers. He was mad. And he was awesome. And then they, yeah. then because he's versatile, they move him around. He's such a good player. They've just got to find a spot for him and leave him there. Yeah. Mate, the Titans are one of the best teams in the comp for 30 minutes of a game. Yeah. It yeah. happened to the Roosters as well, didn't it? That's it. They play for 30 minutes and then that's it. And then they just they pick and choose every week which 30 minutes it is. It might be the last 30. could be the first 30. could be the middle 30. They just... It's different every week. At least with the Raiders, you know, they're just going to capitulate the second half. <laughs> hey, you know, at the start of the year, we were talking about um, the Titans and that they've got money left over. Remember, we were, we were, we were contemplating whether Cameron Smith would come back, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yep. Yeah. Man, who, who are they? They're, so if they've got money, and my mail is that Proctor's not going to be re-signed. Yep. That's a little more money. And they've got second rowers. There's that stone. I think stone's pretty good. Yep. Man, why aren't they looking at another half or a hooker, a dominating hooker? They definitely need a hooker. That's that's for sure. Need one. But who knows if it's if it's scarce or if it's just you know no one wants to go there. Who knows? But well, why wouldn't that, they want to go to the Gold Coast? But oh, I don't know. Junkies everywhere. Mate, that capitulation uh, was was. Something else. I've never in the Melbourne game. I've never seen a start like that in my life. In the in in this game, the Manly Titans game, never seen a second half like that in my life. Who would yeah. you who would you who would you rather be a Tigers fan or a Titans fan? Titans. 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 Yep. Because at least the Titans are scoring points like that. Like the Tigers only scored points when it was the end of the game, and there was a player off the field for Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was crazy. Look, I thought, and Gildy, I think you'll agree with me on this. I thought Kieran Foran was instrumental just as much as Trebojevic in, in, in the rejuvenation of the Manly Seagulls in the second half. Tommy Turbo is, yeah, is, like- is the best player. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush. He is the best player in the game right now. But Kieran Foran was instrumental. Yeah, look, I, I, um, I, me and Dan spoke about this earlier. I thought that... Um... When Schuster showed what he's got, I thought, oh, Kieran Foran might find it hard to get his spot back. But while I was watching this game, and we talk about it every week, and, you know, he is injury prone, but he runs into the line and he just creates space. And then if you've got a player, the best player in the world, getting that next pass, which is Trebojevic, man, on both sides of the ruck, there's going to be space. Do you know what I mean? And And that, look, that's why Garrick and Saab are both leading. Like they're right up there in the try scoring. They're, they're, they're scoring on both sides of the field. I think. I think Kieran Foran is um, look mainly are a dark horse to win the comp. I reckon. Yeah, they really are with a reckon- with a healthy turbo. Yeah. What do you reckon they do with Dylan Walker moving forward? Like he's come on, obviously come on at the perfect time in that game where the tide had just turned, but he played twenty nine minutes. Wait, mate, I'll Grand- tell you. 
He ran for 144 meters. He was he was one of the best. He was well, he gets points in hours, but he was one of the best players on the field in 29 it's, minutes. It's really hard because you've got um, you've got Brad Parker playing really well on the left side. And then you've got that Morgan, what's his name? Morgan Morgan Harper. Morgan Harper. Morgan Harper's defense is is and he's on the harder side to defend on. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. His defense is outstanding. He's not going to get dropped. No, so the only way Walker's going to have to play off the bench or if an injury occurs. And Walker's awesome too, but you can't drop those two players. Yeah. But I guess if you if you bring him on and he can do that for 30 minutes every game, then yeah. Why, why not? would you why why not just leave it as is? Hundred percent. Mate, that, and, that, and that you're was... right, Clarky. He's in form. He's in form, Walker. Hmm. Mate, there was there was yeah. talk about him going to the dogs once upon a time. So I don't know, I don't know if, how he'd go there, but you know, if he's doing like you said, Clarky, his job for 30 minutes on on off, see you later, you've scored or contributed to, you know, three tries. Well then so be it. That's your role. As, yeah. as I'll a, tell you one thing, Dan, you don't need another back at the dogs. What do you mean, bro? So- you don't need another back. <laughs> no, no, they just got rid of DWZ. Yeah, so we need oh, three no. more backs now. No, three no. more. Guilty, what's our three two ones? We've got uh, obviously Turbo Three, just best player in the world. It'll be actually interesting to see uh, the sideline story ends. It'll be interesting to see how between Turbo and Cleary where they both are. Mm. Uh, four and two points. Like I said, he had a blinder. Walker gets one for 30 minutes. Tyrone Peaches, Peachy, super unlucky. Mate, he's a great player and they need to, I don't know if he's not fit enough, but they need to leave him on longer because they're winning when he's out there. And mate, those sideline story M uh, results come out after Origin. So the NRL ones will be out after Origin is completed. Boys, no rapid fire tips for the upcoming week as it is rep round, but there's still a little schedule. Unfortunately, without as many international games as I wanted. There's only one, funnily enough. Oh, sorry, there's two. There's two. There's two. You ready? Clarky, I know you're excited. Yeah, isn't it like the Philippines versus Nepal or something? Nah. Can you stop with your... Oh, Brazil. Brazil. Nah, ah, that's already done. So you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> By the way, Philippines beat them 40-4 to at Kensington Oval last week. 40-4, to they beat Brazil. That was the Philippines. <laughs> Yeah, it was Philippines. You're right. You, you got oh. half of it, right? Very good. But anyway, June 25. So this Friday, Women's Origin at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Also on Friday in England or in Australia, it's in the morning at two in the morning, I think it is. England versus the combined All-Stars at Hallowell Jones Stadium in Warrington. So this game uh, proceeds the England women versus Wales women match. June 26, Lebanon versus Malta at Belmore Oval. Ooh, la la. They might. Why has it? Why has it been played at Belmore for? No, uh, no. Uh, has been playing there? <laughs> I think. I know why. I know why. Why would Nick tell tell Ryan? Because he doesn't know. I'll tell That's you why. Because... I'll tell you why. Because you won't. You won't. You won't say it in a PC way. <laughs> because it's a. It's a. It's an. It's cultural. It's a cultural environment that has a high rate of. Middle Eastern and Lebanese families living in the Belmore area. And that's why it's there. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. In that game, that, that reserve grade game I watched, um, there was one player from both teams, both both Lebanon internationals. 
I hope they pick Dewey, Mitch Moses, Alex Twal, Robbie Farrell. I don't think they are, man. <laughs> they should be picking them, but whatever. They should Robbie be Farrell playing. Get, Robbie Farrell get a start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I think they should be picking them because they've got a World Cup to play for as well. They automatically qualified because they made the top eight in 2017. So, you know, you should be looking ahead, not backwards. And they've had a couple issues in the lead up. And now they're starting to remedy those issues and... You know, this is how you do it. But anyway, the Sunday, 27th of June, New South Wales versus Queensland. Game two at Suncorp Stadium is the final match. And we've already given our predictions for that. But boys, let's move on to the Sideline Stories Bunker Review presented by the Rusty Penny Brewing Company. Starting with our usual Instagram fan poll results from last week. So just a reminder again to our followers, to get involved with our Bunker Review topics, make sure you look out for our story every Friday on Instagram and Facebook and make your vote count. Our topics were, should the Rugby League World Cup go ahead in England in October this year? 73% of our listeners said, yes, it should. Happy with that because it should. What did you say? Guilty? Clarky? I said they should come to Australia when we have better rules with regards to... COVID. Um, COVID. Yeah. What did you yeah, say? My, my my answer my answer was yes to that question, but obviously it's just it's not a yes or no. If it means postponing or cancelling, they need to move it. The reason yeah, why the, the reason I say agree. the reason I say no is because the government has given like has given rugby league twenty five million pound to run the game, and they want the sport to re grow to popularity like to higher popularity heights so the yeah, whole saw, thing is sort COVID out sort COVID out in your country yeah it's such a man fuck COVID man <laughs> seriously like it's yeah I don't know look I, I hope it goes ahead there just watching the Euro Cup go ahead in football or soccer in 11 European countries and they're doing it successfully at the moment no issues to my knowledge why not hold it in England You'll be fine. They'll be fine. It's just a matter of getting the players from Australia to go there. That's going to be the biggest issue for them, I think. But anyway, should Australia versus New Zealand be an annual two-game series instead of one? 90% of our listeners said yes. Look at that one, Clarky. That's, that's a very big number. What do you, think of, yes, what do you think of that? I said, yeah, I said yes, but it doesn't really bother me either way. You're such a hater. You should be growing, no, one, growing the game with me and, and Nick. Nick I, just don't know how, I just don't know how it would work schedule-wise. Do two weeks in a row. Australia one week, New Zealand the other, and then do whatever you need to with the other internationals. Yeah, but, yeah because you're talking about having – that would be – End of year. Are you talking about end of year? That's an end of year thing, yeah. They don't play in the oh, middle yeah. of the year. Yeah, 100%. Man. Oh, good. So we're not going to argue today? No. Because I'm allowed to talk about it, remember? Because I won yeah, my poll. I don't yeah, know. Good. I don't know. Should Origin players be eligible for Australia only? 54% of our listeners said Australia only. I found that very that shocking. Hard, that was a hard, it was a hard question. Man. It's, it's a weird a, question. It's a very, yeah, it's a question that requires a lot of nuance. Yeah. Of course it does, but... You should, yeah. Like the reason I put To'o and and Luai as the as the thumbnail photo for it was for that fact. It's like, oh, don't forget, they're Samoan. 
you know, they're playing for Samoa. But and even when even when you guys were talking about it on the podcast last week, and I was listening to it, it wasn't until like halfway through the discussion that you kind of clarified what it was. Yeah, it was kind of it was confusing to kind of gauge what the actual question was. What are you saying, Clark? Are you saying that we're not good enough for you? Yeah, is that what you're saying? <laughs> so, is that what you're saying? No. But, <laughs> but the the general thing is, that, like, Jerome Luai, if picked for Australia, has mm. to play for Australia, yeah? No. No, he can do what Tom Alolo did with New Zealand. He can and back choose it what he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. No, see, that's I don't agree with that. Why? You can't force him to play. Well, then um, he doesn't for... play. He's yeah. not allowed to play then. Yeah. Then is no. he, then he's not allowed to play Origin. Well, yeah, then. No, well, they I could... thought I thought the whole different tiers thing, tier mm. one and tier two nations was. So he plays for he plays for New South Wales. Yep. Makes makes him and he's eligible for Australia. That, that, Australia pick. That's what he's done with going. If you play state of origin, you've automatically aligned with Australia. That's for everyone. Yeah, that, that's yep. what I just said. Yeah, that's right. Like he's asking. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. Yes, okay. This is what fucking confuses me. So, so what Clark, what Clark is saying this, Dan, he's saying that, okay, Jerome Luai plays for New South Wales. He's, yep. you, you've already said he's aligned with Australia. Yep. He comes up to a World Cup and Jerome mm. Luai goes, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go play for... Samoa. Um, is it Samoa. Okay, Samoa. At that point, he doesn't get to come back and ever play Origin again. That's what that's you're a, saying, right, Clark? Yeah. That's, yeah. Up to, that's up to them. That's up to, nah. that's up to the, uh, the selectors. I'm, I'm with Clarky. I'm no, no, if he gets if 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 Mal Meninga picks him in the World Cup squad mm. and he turns around, no, I'm mate, I'm guilty. I'm being even harsher. He doesn't, he doesn't he's not allowed to play in the World Cup. No, no, no. He knows no, no but he knows what the rules are now. He knows yeah. he picked he picked to play for New South Wales. He accepted he accepted the the responsibility and the, I, the I money. And everything that goes along with that. And what goes along with that is he is now, his now number one team is Australia and his number two team is Samoa. Like yep. it was, I think he used the example last week of Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne, when he was playing for New South Wales, sometimes he didn't get picked in the Australian squads. And played for when Fiji. he didn't, he went and played for Fiji. Yep, that's when he got picked, But when he got picked for Australia, he played for Australia. Well, that look, this is, this is the thing. The only player that's turned their back on Australia after being picked is Fafida. And that was in the 2017 World Cup when he defected to Tonga. And that was on the back of Jason Tomalolo defecting from New Zealand and a, a, yeah. a plethora of other players. So yeah, it remains to be seen. There's nothing wrong with that, Dan. There's nothing wrong with it. But it remains to be seen if Samoan players like Papali, To'o, Luai, it remains to be seen for this World Cup because that's what they want to do. They want to achieve what Tonga's done. There haven't okay. been enough Australian players that have turned their back on yeah. Australia to do it. And then okay, but ramification what, what, what is origin. Is, yeah, but what Clark is saying is once they've done that, they can't play origin and they can't play for Australia. Because if they've been picked well, for Australia and they say no, you can't come back. You've said no. That's 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 your opinion. That's fine. I'm just saying we haven't seen an example I thought, yet. I th- we haven't seen that I happen always yet. Thought that, I always thought that was the rule. They can, they can, they technically, like you want that to happen. But if they turn their back on Australia, say Jerome Luai, Broughton Toe, Josh Papali all turn their back on Australia. Let's say, for example, they do that. Yeah. 2022 comes around, State of Origin comes around. They can all still be picked for their state. You know that. 
I, I don't think they should be able to. They, they definitely sh- they, that's they why definitely, they shouldn't. They definitely shouldn't. I thought they were allowed to. No, no. I thought no. this whole I thought this whole you you play for New South and I'm just we're just gonna we might just go over it again by accident. But I thought the whole thing was you played for New South Wales, Australia was your number one country. If you get picked for Australia, you get picked for Australia. Congratulations. But if you don't, you're then allowed to go and no, play no, for no, 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 your no. second tier nation, be it Samoa, Tonga, Lebanon. That's what it should like, be. Your your T one nation is Australia. So yeah. if you were Kiwi or Pommy, you could you yeah. not nah, sorry, you've picked Australia. You're playing Origin now. You're playing Origin. You've aligned with Australia officially. You're Australian. T mm. two mm. is it's your heritage. So there's no uh, formality to turning your back on them. So I think I think. I think first of all, we've got to understand that those players we're talking about, they've played in Australia before the age of 12, right? There's that rule as well. Yeah. So it's not like they're Samoan or Tongan and we go, okay, they can play for us as well. There's nothing like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's that rule as well. That yeah. They are Australian citizens. Yeah, they are. And they are. They're born they're, and they're born here. Born and raised in either here. state, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, let's move it on. Should... Divers come off for a mandatory HIA. Clarky, this is your idea, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought it was Paul Gallon's idea. No, nah, it's yours. Hooray. Congratulations. Oh. 94% yeah, agree with you, Ryan <laughs> and Paul. <laughs> 94%. Yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty pretty cool because <laughs> I don't see. I don't see why they haven't introduced it yet. It's not a rule change. They're not even in, like they banged on about. They banged on about the head high thing. It's not a rule change. It's not a rule change. Well, this wouldn't what? be a rule change. This you is why. Right. Guilty and I. Guilty and I spoke about, about it last week. We spoke about last that week. Two thing. Yeah, but Look, it should but, happen. You're right. But guilty, you said last week it opens up another can of worms potentially, and that's not knowing. If well, what it should be, yeah. but you know what? I, you know what? I've thought about it though. It should just be an interchange. That's the whole point. That's why you get eight interchanges. It's not for the benefit of the clubs to work out. It's in case something like that happens. That's mm. an interchange. End yeah. of story. That's what Fair it should enough. be. Fair enough. The second last topic is Mitch Moses a brat or a passionate halfback? Forty six percent said he's a brat. That's coming from what? when he yelled at Clint Gutherson for, um. Uh, give him to get fucked and give him the ball X Y Z. I don't think he said get fucked, but I think he said fuck yeah, off. Look, he said fuck off. He is a he is a he is a brat. I don't, I don't think it's more to do with his whole career, <laughs> i.e., leaving the Tigers. And he's a winger. Bit of a winger. Yep. Mm. He um who I think it was Mick Ennis or Mick Ennis or both and Astor summed it up the best. If he float if he floats in and out of the games emotionally, <clears throat> they sit there on the panel and bag out Mitchell Moses for floating in and out of the game and not being passionate enough and not being and not being that type of player. Mm. So they can't turn around when he does show to be that type of player to bag him out. Yeah. But that's what you want from a halfback. I'm sure you I'm sure you weren't annoyed, Gildy. Mate, um, I wasn't annoyed because the the, the captain played it. By ear, you know, he just did exactly what he's meant to do, and he just goes, "Calm down, calm down. This is mm-hmm. what we're doing. Let's just win." 
Final topic, boys. Jersey bet. Will the Eels or Guilty beat the Dogs or Tass? And 70% picked you, Guilty, slash the Eels. Only so 70%? 30% 30 of those uh, listeners are smart slash dumb because we are lost. They? Are they? <laughs> <laughs> boys, let's move on to this week's bunker review. We have four topics for today. So we'll start with topic number one. Is rugby league a better game with the six again rule? Clarky. Last year's six again rule, yes. Maybe not so much the additions from this year. Guilty? Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm actually in I think sometimes grades. there's a penalty. I think sometimes you need a penalty, not not a six again. Anyway. Well, I'll be more specific because I'm in agreement with 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 your Clarky and Guilty. Do you think they should get rid of offside six agains and turn yes. them back into full penalties? Yep, I do. I think, I think so too because the whole point of them not introducing it initially was the fact that if you're offside and they keep they keep arrowing in, you're going to continuously be offside, which then goes six again, six again, six again, 10 Fire off. off. Yeah. Our loyal listener, Ryan Woodballs Woodbury, asked... Is this change allowing teams to control the weight of possession, possession making defence non-existent? Yeah, 100%. It's, that's exactly what it's doing. And that's why there are these record scores. And, and, and look, it's not a coincidence that, that Melbourne are going to break a whole heap of records. Not only are they a good team, but the rules help them do that. And mm. Penrith, yeah. Did, okay, here's another one. Did you prefer... When the game was adjudicated with full-blown penalties only. No, I liked it last year. No, last year was far more enjoyable than this year. Yeah. Last and, year was... and more enjoyable than and was last year more enjoyable than 2019 or previous. Oh, yes. Like le- like levels yes. levels above. You know? Do you know what? Look, it, there's just too many blowouts. Yeah, you didn't see as many yeah. blowouts. Yeah. Here's, well, here's the que- here's the question. 2021 or 2019? I'd still take. I'd still take. I'll take really? 21. I'll take this yeah. year. I'd no, take, take this year. Mate, there's no. There's, there's way too many blowouts. I know what you're saying. And I think that's compounded with the HIA edict and all this sin being cracked down. I think all of that kind of compounds it. You know, a team's still adjusting to this six again because it's a massive, massive rule change. But the whole point of the introduction of the six again. One factor was to, you know, create more attacking ad-lib football. But I think a major thing that it's achieved is to get rid of the wrestle. That you can't, you yeah. can't, you can't tell me that the, the the 2019 or previous years with the wrestle that, you know, Melbourne was so good at that they could never get in trouble for when four players went in the tackle, one peel, two peel, three peel. Okay. Play the ball. The whole defense gets set. And then there's the arm wrestle was shit. The shit thing about the six again, if 2021 they've gone too far is they've gone too far and there's no there's no con there's no um what's the word i'm looking for there's no um grind grind yeah that's 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 gone they need to peel it back and you know what i'm i'm eagerly awaiting this this year's going to be written off they can't change anymore now in regards to like you know stopping full-blown who knows what they'll do, knows what they'll do? well that's the thing like they need to go to 
this 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 alleged summit at the end of 2021 and they need to go why are there blowouts why are there injuries are the injuries caused from head highs or are they from the tackler like you know I'll, I'll i'll tell you one thing that i think they should do mm. which i don't like is that they should do a summit every year yeah. and that's the rule they, the rules they come away from from that summit is the rules they use for the whole year you don't mm. you don't uh do do you don't referee the game differently from round four to round 16 because it's a different game. That the, What you just said then was important because you're 100% right. They haven't actually changed any rules mid-season. They haven't. But you don't, you don't judicial it. You don't, that, you don't, you don't adjudicate it. I'm, I'm with you on that. that you, don't, you don't. You're right. You're, you're, you're 100% right. They've just gone, hey, look, round 10. You know, and look, they had to do it. Because there's there's a billion reasons why they had to with this this sin being cracked down, except why did you come up with it in round ten? That's probably the the issue here. And yeah. anyway, boys, topic number two. Blocker Roach suggested every head high that comes from accidental slipping, regardless of injury or not, should be placed on report only. Not a sin bin or send off, Clarky. I'll start with you. What do you think? So obviously, of the last two weeks, we're referring to ones like the Takiaho one, the Kobe Hetherington one, yeah, Reese the... Robson on Tolman, Fitzgibbon on right. Nicarima. Hey, that Reese Robson one. How do we not talk about that one during the uh, during the I, wrap up? I did that on purpose. <laughs> they tackle him. It would have tackled him around the, the the dead set just above the knee, that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I'm probably happy with I'm probably happy with that. The Takiaho one, the only I don't I don't think you can put that one in with the other ones. It's not as absurd, I don't think. But he's still like not that, he's still not level. Like like Takiaho hasn't gone to hit Cleary high. Cleary's fallen, which then makes it high. That you know what I mean? Like it was like Pereira and Tedesco in round five or something, whatever it was. I didn't like it then. You know what I mean? I and you know the difference between the Pereira and Tedesco one. The Pereira one, Pereira comes in at that level that Tedesco's coming in at, where Takiaho stands straight up, and he's going to tackle him, and then all of a sudden, clearly falls. He didn't yeah. move his arm from his side. It just happened to be a head high because his arm's down by his side. Mm. No. I- you're probably right. And you were sorry, you are right. Regardless, you got other pundits like Brad Fittler, the current blues coach. He suggests that although it's unlucky, the mentality needs to change. And if it's direct force to the head, that it should be a sin bin send off, regardless of the circumstances. No, nah, Brad so, Fittler's wrong. Blocker's is 100% right. I think Blocker is right. I think he is. I, 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 it's hard to justify when someone like you're going like you've planted your feet, you're going to hit them in the torso and they fall and then you end up hitting him head high. It's like, I didn't go for him in the head. And they're like, well, sorry, you're gone. It's like, but nah, that Reese, you know that, that Reese Robson one, like that's the one that they have to, that's the one they have to pin up on the board. What about the Kobe Hefferson like, one then? Yeah. That's nah, the Reese Robson one was the Reese Robson one was more ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, but they're both they're both look, bad. Look, look, look. Um, 
Absolutely. The, the, and Glock is 100% right. The NRL needs to show some balls and say, hey, sometimes there are accidents. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Boys, topic number three. The NRL have shut down retrospectively awarding Craig Gower the 2003 M medal. So in that year, the RLPA had a boycott to improve player wages. In turn, the NRL said no Dalliems. The question is, should Craig Gower be awarded the 03 medal that he didn't receive? Because apparently he was going to edge out Brad Fittler and Clinton Shafosky and was going to be the outright winner. Clark, I don't well, I don't think the issue is that he was going to edge out. I think the issue, I think, I think the reason why there's so much talk about it is because it wasn't going to be edging out. I think it was going to be he was going to win by like fifteen He's going to points outright. Win it. Do, do, like, should, he, should he be awarded awarded a medal that hundred hundred percent? But the NRL need to come out and say why they're not going to give it. Mm. Agree, agree. They they, did, they just keep. If it was if it was Brad Fitz or Andrew Johns, they would have given it. You reckon? Jonathan, yep. Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Thurston, Thurston, Kevin, Thurston. Mate, if this was Kevin Smith, if this was Kevin yep. Smith, they would have given it to him in 2004. Yep. Yeah. No, agree. Billy Slater, they would have given it to him in 2005, maybe. Yep. Mate, like, Gow's, a, Gow's a bit of a rat bag. Um, and, you know, he doesn't really have a standing in the game anymore. doesn't mm. seem to. You don't hear about him much anymore. He did play for Australia. Did all did everything you got to do. Won grand finals. Yep. Mate, absolutely should get, get the award. He was the best. Oh, look, I'm, I'm with you. And how good is this? We're all agreeing with each other in this bunker review. It's beautiful, isn't it? Just nice and cordial and happy. And... But they need to come out and say why they're not going to give it to him. That's yeah, I'd like to actually, because I'd like to see, because the answer would be nonsense. Mm. Yep. We, you know what the answer would be? The answer would be, well, how do we know? It's like, well, let's all watch the games again from 03. No, well, you <laughs> do know because they still scored. Yeah. They would have had it written down somewhere. 100%. No, I don't I don't, I don't say why not. He's, and it's not as if he was, like, detrimental to the game off field. Like, he did have a, a beauty at that golf club yeah. that one time with yeah. Pierce, Wayne Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, that was hey. hilarious. But anyway. Like, like, like Clarkie said, someone, someone, well, you know what you do? You do watch them all again. Watch all the games again. Employ someone. Employ three people to watch all the games again. What's no, it going to take? Two weeks. They'll purposely. They'll purposely not give Gal the medal. <laughs> if they um, if anyone wants to have a bit of a laugh, Wikipedia Craig Gower and um, scroll through his controversy bit and um, have a, have a read of the golf club incident. Hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't make it up. Like it's like a, a kid wrote a, a narrative <laughs> for his English assignment. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, last topic, boys, comes from our loyal listener, Grant Darrow Durrington. He asked, Curtly Beal, the NRL and what could have been? Clarky, start with you again. Um mate, this this Question got brought up every single time Curtly Beal was off contract because he his he was a rugby league player during his junior career. He was born and bred out of Mount Druitt. Um, was obviously highly highly skilled in both sports to the point where 
St. Joseph's College at Hunters Hill, picked him up and brought him over on a scholarship. And then he went on to have the career that he had, 80, 80 odd caps for the Wallaby. Um, yeah, for the Wallabies. And every time it came up, I was like, what are you being good? Like his, def- his defensive deficiencies and da 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 da. I, I think he would have been a success. And how you would have rated that success, I don't know. But I think under, if you would have put him in his prime into like the Roosters now and put him at fullback, it would have been a success. It just, it all depends on where and which team he would have gone into. He would have been a fullback because he can't tackle, he would have been able to tackle rugby league players to save his life. What did he play um, at Union? What was his position in Union? He played he flipped a lot between 5-8, fullback, inside center, dabbled on the wing a bit. He was very versatile. But highly skilled. Um, yeah, good good running game, good passing game. I, I think he, I think he would have been a success. Guilty? Mate. He went and played rugby union because he couldn't hack it in the big boys game. Ooh, story. <laughs> End of story. Mate, he was he would have been a shit defender. And that's that, you know, look, he probably you know what? He, um attack wise, probably like Cody Walker. Um so pretty fucking play good. Australia. What's that? So pretty fucking good. Yeah, pretty good in attack. Yeah. In defense, probably like Matt Duffy. Um Never going to play for Australia. Probably never play Origin. Just a good player. Yeah. No, no. I, I, when I say success, I'm not saying he... I, I, I don't think he would have played Origin or for Australia either. But yeah. I think he would have... Mate, I'd take Cody Walker's attack with Matt Dufty's defence. That it, he'd, he'd play in a lot of first-grade teams at the moment. Yeah, true. I mean, look, there's a couple of players like that I didn't bring it up before, but James O'Connor, he's a, he's a Parramatta junior. Mm. Yeah. Would he have done well? He's too small. I don't. I don't think he would have. He's super fast. Who knows? Yeah. So he's too small. So currently, Beal had the build as well. Like he was. Yeah. 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 Top bit more top heavy. Good. Good answer, Gildy. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to hear my answer, guys? Yeah. Go. You don't care. I don't know because rugby union is inferior to rugby league. That's my answer. Sorry, Darrow. Got nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, boys, we'll um. Leave it at that. Another fantastic episode, episode 22. Thanks for coming on again, Clarky Guilty in the virtual studio. It's always a pleasure and never a chore. Also, a big thank you to our sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, and to everyone tuning in to today's episode of The Cylon Story. That's a wrap from us here at the virtual studio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.